Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, September 26th, 2022. Well, I remember at my tiny Christian school growing up, one time in chapel, we had a guest speaker who came from uh, Eastern Europe and had lived there before the Iron Curtain fell. And so it was a time and a place where uh, Bibles could be scarce. Bibles could be hard to come by. And she talked about how uh, someone in her community had acquired a Bible, or it might even have been just part of a Bible, because how it worked out was everybody got a page. You know, that that was all you could get from the Bible was one page. You could find a page and take it with you. I'm thinking if I found myself in that kind of scenario and I need to find a page of the Bible, one of the pages I would think about taking would be, where's the page with Colossians 3 on it? Colossians 3. There is so much just about the Christian life summed up in this chapter. In fact, if I've been working with a young Christian, often the first chapter I've encouraged them to really study is Colossians chapter 3, because it's going to start with some keys of what we believe and what we should think about, and then it will show us how that should change our lives. And today we're just looking at Colossians 3 verses 1 through 11. We were able to take this and break it down into a couple days, but we want to start with verses 1 through 11. And if we remember what we talked about last time from Colossians 2 was it's Christ Jesus all the way. It is relying on him, trusting him, thanking him. That is going to be the core of real spiritual growth. We don't need anything beyond that. And specifically, we don't need all these rules and regulations focused on external or ceremonial things. But we get into this chapter to the real moral things that, yes, we are to put these off and we are to put these things on. Today we'll look at the things we're supposed to put off, but notice where it all comes from. And the key here, it comes in these first four verses, which say, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So there, it, it, he's even reminding us all of these actions that we're going to see later in the chapter, the things to put off, the things to put on, they're all going to flow from what Christ has done for us and focusing on these realities of Christ. And the reason we will put things to death and put other things on is because we have been raised with Christ. And that goes back to the last chapter. We were dead in our sins, but God has made us alive. And so a lot of what we get to here, these imperatives, it's basically him saying, Jesus made you alive. So live, live. You are not a slave to the flesh anymore. You are now a citizen of heaven. Live like a citizen of heaven on earth. That is what we are called to do. And let's just think of some of the realities that you need to think about today if you are a Christian. And the first one is there. You are raised with Christ. You are not dead anymore. 
You are alive now for the first time. Even you could translate there that there at the beginning, since you have been raised with Christ. And now we need to seek the things that are above. That's why we want to put away sin and put on righteousness, because I belong to Christ and I belong to heaven. So I want to seek those things. Duh, obviously, that's what I want. I don't want sexual sin. I don't want anger. I don't want lying or division in my life because that's not who I am anymore. I have been raised with Christ And we're reminded, we seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He is the Lord. He is in control. He has the power. And he's the one that we're looking to and trusting in. And we're to set our minds on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. We're to live with this new perspective because of what Christ has done for us. And verse 3, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Oh, what an amazing picture, a picture of, of security. You as a Christian, your life is hidden. It is safe with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, he is coming back. Well, we will appear with him in glory. Or as it says in 1 John 3, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. So this is your home. Heaven is your home. This is your destiny. You will appear with him in glory. Why wouldn't you want to start living that way now? It is the logic here of Colossians 3. So we need to start with that. Where are we going? I I belong to Jesus. I've been raised with him. He is seated at the right hand of God. My life is hidden with him. And someday he's going to appear and I will be like him. I will appear with him in glory. So can I start living like that now? Well, what does that look like? Well, today we'll see the list to put off. And it starts there with a lot of things that are related to sexual sin. And each term gets more broad as it goes on in verse 5. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So that's a reminder there. Sexual sin ultimately is idolatry. Uh, That is what God's word is saying. And it reminds us on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And that's where... Our our world dresses up sexual sin to make it look oh so good, but we need to be reminded, no, that's idolatry and God hates it and his wrath is coming on it. And and then the next list, really a lot of it flows from anger, Uh, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. So anger, maybe something more internal, wrath, exploding in anger, uh, malice and slander. You're saying nasty things about other people and obscene talk. You're using foul language. Uh, Those are all things that you see in outbursts of anger. And then it gets to lying and then goes on in verse 11 to just remind us that there are no divisions, that the world divides people so many different ways, and those don't exist and should not exist in Christ, that in Christ, there shouldn't be a division from you know what country you're from or what color your skin is or how wealthy you are or what your background is. Those things don't matter. Christ is all and in all. And there you, you see it again coming back to Christ. And think about those things, sexual sin, anger, lying. When we give into those things, we're not... We're not focused on those first three verses. We're not focused on Christ in heaven. We're focused on me right here, right now. 
That's the problem with sexual immorality. You are focused on you right here, right now. That's the problem with anger. You are focused on you right here, right now. That's the problem with lying. Uh, But when we are focused on Christ in heaven, those things will start to lose their appeal. And that's when we put those things to death. So where's your focus today? Is it on yourself and is it on this world or is it on Christ who is seated at the right hand of God who is coming back? And are you convicted by things in this list? Well, if you are, one of the best things you can do is find a Christian brother or sister and confess your sins. Find someone that you trust and say, hey, sexual sin, there's a problem with that in my life. And I need to confess that and bring that into the light. Or, hey, anger. Anger is getting a foothold in my heart. And I need to bring that into the light because I don't want that in my life. I want Christ in my life. I want to live like a citizen of heaven here on earth. Now, as we go to the Old Testament day, we continue through Isaiah and we see just the, these prophecies of judgment against uh, various kingdoms. And we see an interesting passage uh, today. Chapter 21 talks about the fall of Babylon. Chapter 23 talks about Tyre and Sidon, these coastal cities north of Israel. But then uh, we see in chapter 22, uh, a judgment concerning Jerusalem. And there's a very interesting portion in the middle of it, uh, starting in the middle of verse 8. It says, In that day you looked to the weapons of the house of the forest, and you saw that the breaches of the city of David were many. You collected the waters of the lower pool, you counted the houses of Jerusalem, and you broke down the houses to fortify the wall. You made a reservoir between the two walls for the water of the old pool, but you did not look to him who did it or see him who planned it long ago. In that day, the Lord God of hosts called for weeping and mourning, for baldness and wearing sackcloth, and behold, joy and gladness, killing oxen and slaughtering sheep, eating flesh and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Uh, right? That, that's the picture there, that instead of, in this time of judgment in Jerusalem, instead of turning to the Lord, They turned to all kinds of other things for security. Uh, And it even talks about they broke down houses to rebuild, to fortify the wall. And there's actually one place still now, even in the old city of Jerusalem, where you see the remains of a wall built over torn down houses. You can see that with your own eyes. And they did that instead of looking to the Lord. And instead of repenting and weeping and turning to God, which is what they should have done, they, they took a more fatalistic, hey, let's have let's have one last big party because we're going to die tomorrow. And we see that failure to repent. And so that's where, again, if we connect that to Colossians 3, if you are reading that and you see, man, I, some of this sin that I'm commanded to put to death and to put off, I'm seeing that in my life. Respond by, not by fortifying yourself, Don't respond by digging deeper and trying to hide your sin even better. Uh, Repent and bring that sin into the light. Let there be weeping and mourning so that there can actually be healing and grace from God. That's a beautiful thing about what we believe. We believe in a God who really forgives. But it makes it clear he, he forgives those who repent and ask for that forgiveness and confess and own their sin. So let that be an important reminder of confession and the importance of owning our sin and the beauty of forgiveness 
that we find only really through Jesus Christ. And let our focus be on him, the one who is seated at the right hand of God in heaven. And let's live as little shining lights of heaven on earth. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.